0: Opening program parameters, player code established. Welcome to the program, a production of TheMetalRobot.com. Nobody cares about the robot gimmick. Just start the fucking show already. Ugh. humans are determined assholes. This is The Metal Robot Podcast. Initializing playback Welcome to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast, the podcast about all things metal and everything in between. Sounds different, but to paraphrase a well-known saying, same shit, different sound. Why? Because it's 2022, bitches. So it's time to spice up this podcast and make the life of my producer that much harder. And by my producer, I of course mean me after I'm done recording this intro. Help me. We've got a great show for you today. First up, we're speaking with Juno-nominated artist and Metal Robot tenure receiver Lindsay Schoolcraft about her new music video, Twin Flame, as well as Patreon and why you should get it if you're an up-and-coming artist. Then coming up, some new albums also came out this week, including Dying Light, Nocturna, Celeste, and Alvablot. A recap of this week's news in the metal scene, and then later on in the show, we'll speak with Colin Sterling of Trash's Paradise about what we're listening to this week and why you should be too. Let's not waste much more time and let's get straight into the show i'm tom mckay and this is the metal robot podcast you're listening to mrp the metal robot podcast Tom McKay on the Metal Robot Podcast, welcome to the show, I hope you enjoy yourself and be sure to leave your shoes at the door, they just crack in mud, but then put your black boots on before diving into the mosh pit. Just remember though, no karate in the pit. Just don't, no, no one thinks you're cool if you do that. Let's start off the show right with Lindsay Schoolcraft. So Lindsay Schoolcraft is a name that needs no introduction if you are a fan of this show, both on YouTube and on the podcast. She's been on the show so many times for this point, she's essentially become an honorary co host, so much like Colin Sterling. For real, if I actually if I put the faces of, and the names of both Lindsay and Colin on the YouTube banner, nobody would question the legitimacy of it. I mean, okay, maybe Lindsay and Colin would be the most surprised and confused and inaudible what the fuck would be heard across Chateau Lake, Ontario, aside from that though, nobody would question it. Not a single soul. <laughs> I'm dumb. But anyways, if you don't know who Lindsay is, then uh, she's a Juno-nominated singer-songwriter out of Oshawa, Ontario. Pretty sure it's Oshawa. There's a lot of O names in Ontario. But she's known for many things in the metal scene. You may know her as the former keyboardist of Cradle of Filth. You may know her as the co-founder and one of the many talented composers and songwriters for Antiqua, as well as uh, being a feature on many different songs across metal, which has earned her the title of the goth mom of metal, according to one YouTube comment on uh, Naraka's Mother of Shadows official video. Frankly, I can't disagree with that at all. (laughs) Uh, But of course, many know her as a solo electronic and metal artist, and nowadays she's still continuing that work uh, with full steam ahead, including a recent release uh, for a new video and song for Twin Flame, which was first released to her patrons over on her Patreon page as an exclusive release. And to talk more about it, the goth mom of metal has joined me on the podcast. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm okay, thanks. It's That's a funny title here. It's usually fairy goth mother, but... The very goth. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take goth mom. Goth mom is totally OK with me. As long as I don't got to change any diapers, we're good. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Hopefully that's not in the job description, but who knows at this point?
1: <laughs> so anything goes these days. True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh,
0: b- before we get to the topic of uh, what we were, we were here to discuss here, Twin Flame, uh, tell me more about like how has things been since the last time we spoke? The last time we spoke was... Um, Not even for the show, it was actually working on uh, on the Benighted one. So how how have things been since? Well, actually, no, that's not true. It (laughs) was for it was for the channel, but there was also the time we worked on the song together. But aside from that, how have things been (laughs) since then?
1: Oh, they've just been mad. They've been wild, Uh, you know, just been doing so much music, um, mainly on my Patreon. Um, So just doing exclusive tracks there, which is really exciting. Um, when I was in Cradle of Filth, I put a lot of my own dreams and goals and music on hold to be a part of like two albums and three world tours. And it, you don't really have any time to take care of yourself or what's important to you. So I feel like I'm playing a massive catch up, um, but that's OK. It's on Patreon. But also um, we, we've done a track together, which was really exciting. Uh, yeah. Last year I was on 52 songs. I still can't wrap my head around that. I just went 52? full out. Yeah, I went full out session musician. I, I played harp for Mirker. I did a song with Sarah Jezebel Deva. I was part of some stuff with the Cancer Bats. Um I think it's just Cancer Bats, but they're forever the the Cancer Bats for me. Um I also got like my biggest singing gig to date, which I can't talk about yet, but it's probably out later this year, which mm-hmm. was just like unbelievable. Yeah, I went I went hard and then uh now I'm just in the middle of um I'm the guest lead singer. It's a weird title for this band from Scandinavia called Cold Bound. Um, So Mm. I've been working on that, but, you know, I I just, I'm going to do that. And then it's going to be a year of Antiqua and Patreon music.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I I did mention Antiqua, what you were the co-founder of. How is the uh, album coming for that? Last time we spoke about Antiqua, the second single came out. uh, Anadam Jair. Yes, we
1: did a music video. That was all Zen's like like passion project. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, I got to do a music video. And you know, with a guy of few words, when he sends you like an 18 minute long voice message on WhatsApp, you know, something's going on. Like he's excited about something, which is rare. So I was like, okay, like <laughs> we have the funds, bro. Like, let's do it. So I let him do it. And that I'm really proud of him because he had to do it all remotely. And uh, for those who haven't seen it, it was filmed in Poland and, we got a bunch of dancers um, who are supposed to be like forest nymphs and the guy is essentially killed by them and that's typical Zen story there. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Ooh, power woman. (laughs) Anyways. So...
0: This this is what we were just taking a a step into (laughs) Zen's dream world for that video. I'm pretty sure this is every single like dreamscape for Zen.
1: God, I feel like I know him a little too well anyways. Oh God, that's, that's kind of disturbing. But um, (laughs) so it it went over really well. It was received really well. The track is a bit of a departure. It's still got the black metal Antiqua elements, the chamber Hmm. music, but it had more of a folk vibe. Um, It was a bonus track on the single we released in 2022. So it went on to be included. Uh, It's crazy. Anytime I I believe anything Zen touches turns to gold. He has like the magical, that's his magical gift. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess he's a warlock now, but (laughs) it was put in the museum in Poland for the historical site and then it went on and got nominated for a Polish music video award. So it was just like wild to see that happen and we're like wow we should really finish this goddamn album that we've spanned out for oh, coming up seven years because we're we're horrible people we clearly all have adhd like why is <laughs> it but um it's we've got 60 music uh, sorry 60 minutes of music now i mean i was want to say sorry. 60
0: music videos holy shit where the budget that's what Zen <laughs> wants
1: that's what he wants to bankrupt <laughs> someone's bank account but he's i i've let him know is like that you know, uh, in charge of finances in this band, it's not happening. Is like you get no. one a year, maybe if you're lucky. Unless you find a sugar mama, then like just do music videos for everything. I don't give a shit. But um, so yeah, we have sixty minutes of music. I'm really proud of it. I'm kind of scared. We're at the point where we've heard the songs for so long, we're getting bored, and now we're just like over fidgeting, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's getting a little dangerous. So we're kind of like, okay, Zen, you should write some lyrics now because if you don't. I'm scared. What's gonna happen to this album?
0: Yeah, I, I can see. I can. I can actually attest to that because when I was writing uh, "Cult the Demon Sultan," the new EP. I don't want to promote my stuff here because it's not what we're doing here. But right. I know the feeling uh, of like <laughs> just like you sit on it for so long, and all of a sudden, like. And for me, it was like all of a sudden I look back in it and I'm like, oh my god, I want to change everything now. Everything just does not work anymore. Ah! And all of a sudden, yes. the EP is delayed by like <laughs> another month.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. Like, I mean, um, I th- I feel like I've done enough on my end. Like, I still have to overview the piano, and of course, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to do with the orchestration, like the chamber uh, string section and choir and uh, Gregorian chants and stuff. But it's kind of like. You know, it's just in that place where we just need a little few extra things and then we can move forward. But uh, it's a strange thing. Zen and I kind of go through the same things at the same time in life. Um, We've always been synced like that. And I'm like, well, I got to finish Coldbound. Uh, Because like, I can't. Coldbound (laughs) is so like beautifully European and ethereal. And now like Ari and Lucason is on it. And um Like there's so many big names on that album. Some of them I can't mention yet, mention yet. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's like, it's like my all-star dream album. And then it's like, I really got to focus on this before I can get into like Zen's world. I I want to have fun over here being like, it feels like I'm on the red carpet doing the cold Like I need to like stopping on the red carpet and go join you you know, in the dungeon, like, just, it, it's, yeah, yeah. Let, let me
0: enjoy my me time in the spotlight. And yeah. then I will take the steps down into the dark, damp abyss.
1: Yeah. And he's, I know he's been working on things with like Omega infinity and his new band, mm-hmm. it's spine with two eyes. I jokingly call it sping just to be annoying, <laughs> but it's spine. So I know he's been busy and, you know, cause of the pandemic, like, which is a great excuse if you're, again, like us with ADHD and just professional procrastinators and be like, well, it's because of the pandemic, there's been delays, but for a fact, there has been delays, like getting things done here and there. So, um, you know, we're looking, we're looking into, uh, probably starting that back up like next month and go moving into March. It's just, uh, I think it's good. Like we have, we have a healthier mentality now is like, just do one thing at a time like do it very well and then move on to the next project so yeah closing up session work was a very hard thing to do what it's mm-hmm. like i love being on other people's music helps me make a living but i need to be doing my music which like yes. doesn't pay the bills but that's okay we'll figure it out um so closing off doing session work like starting to say no was very, very hard. You were actually one of the last ones I said yes to. And then I was talking with management. And, yeah, <laughs> Thank you're very, you. You're very special. Um, you know, I was like, okay, I'll do this one. And then I got to, because like it was just, it takes up so much time and energy. So there was a part of me that's just like, no, it's my session work. It's like, I earn this. Like I'm a full-time <laughs> musician. But then there's like the artist side of me that's just like, you know all like dramatic like this just like you must finish your music before you die so um yeah it's been an interesting dynamic in here
0: that is definitely fair i mean also like going into like original work it's it allows more of a creative outlet uh than than going into like doing session work it, there's way more creative input that you have with your original stuff which True. it yeah, which I guess is definitely therapeutic. Speaking is, of original works, let's talk about. Yeah. The, oh, sorry, what were you saying?
1: said <laughs> no, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, I feel sorry to sorry to interrupt, but like, I feel like with session work, it's got. I always feel like the problem solver, or like there's mm-hmm. structure there. Where with my own work, it's just like, I go like full out Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, oh no, oh. <laughs> like I'm just like, like my poor roommate. I'm down here working, and he's like, Are you talking to yourself? Like, what's this about porn section? And I'm like, just ignore it. <laughs> anyway, <Full>, sorry. Continue.
0: <laughs> I, I'm curious to know what what full on Quentin Tarantino Lindsay is like. All I can imagine is like that is just like in the other room. All he is, it needs more
1: feet. Yeah, it needs more feet. <laughs> <laughs> Literally disheveled, no makeup, pajamas still hasn't brushed her teeth or eaten breakfast <laughs> yet because ripped out of bed to write a song. Um just mad scientist mode Um, (laughs) and and you're just like, oh man, this Harvard is so good. Like, (laughs) 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 it's just like-
0: (laughs) Jesus, get out of my head, Lindsay, get out of my head. (laughs) So so, uh, speaking of original work though, Twin Flame. Uh, the whole reason we came here to begin yeah. with.
1: So, Finally. How many minutes in? Okay, 15 oh, minutes about, in.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. So, <laughs> so Twin Flame, that was originally um, a Patreon exclusive, right? Because I know there's a lot of songs that were originally just exclusively on Patreon. Was Twin Flame one of those, aside from the video?
1: Right. So the story of Patreon, um, if you've heard my first EP, my first EP is just like ethereal Gothic music. It's not rock at all. There's drums, but there's no guitars or bass or, you know, um, everything else is there. It's like symphonic metal without the metal. It's the strangest thing. And that's essentially just like the kind of music I write first and foremost, like I'm the ballad queen. Um, (laughs) so I, you know, at the time I had an assistant who was really rad and is like, you got to get on Patreon. Like, I can't believe you haven't done this yet. Like you know, you got to stop taking all these other little jobs on the side, just do music and get paid for it. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, I'm more focused on, I want to be with a community. I want to work with like with my fans, like my fans are so cool. And like, you know, like there's people doing music now because I started a Patreon. There's people like writing poetry again. And that's what it should be. It should be a creative community. Like we should come together and support one another to be creative if we can, or just come along for the ride. So we're going through this old clunky laptop here from 2010. Okay, she old. Uh, she still works. She I got one of the best at the time. Um and I found a folder titled I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like <laughs> First of all, this is going to be great because I don't remember a why it's there or why I named it that. And I go into the folder and it's all this weird music that I just kind of quickly demoed that was like some of it folk, country, pop, uh electronic, gothic, like it, all over the place. It was just like, it was just like, maybe I think there was one year where the manager I had at the time was like, you need to expand out, maybe become a songwriter for major labels because you're, you know how to write a hook. I'm like, well, cheers. So asked me to just write a bunch of music, but then I'm sifting through and I'm like, I really, I really like some of this stuff. Like, and then I realized, well, we should just do an album on Patreon because I really love some of these songs. I know what I'm doing now. I know what I want to sound like now. Um, so that's, that's where it started. And, you know, at the time I was like, Oh, I'll do a song every two to three months. So get a bunch of content. I give away a lot of information. You will, you're on there, you know, you've seen it like songwriting Mm -hmm. and lyric writing and, um, a bunch of other random stuff that people ask for. We do. It's really cool. So, um, yeah, twin flame was one of those ones that was actually not planned. Uh, it was kind of like last spring, the melody started coming to me. Like I would just lie there at night and be like, Oh, this is a, I, mean, I think I think I blame it on Depeche Mode because at least at least one week every few months, it's just Depeche Mode week. And I was like, uh oh, like maybe maybe this is just wait. I hope I'm not like copying a Depeche Mode song. Anyways, it started coming to me and then I just like laid it out here on piano and demoed it. And then I was like, this is the weirdest song I've ever done. There's no course, but it just it wanted to happen and it happened. And then there it was. And then at the same time I finished it, I got a hold of uh, Chris from Phantasma uh, Photography on Twitter. And he like, I kind of just jumped in on his parade because that's what I do. That's who I am. (laughs) And he was tweeting at Evanescence saying like, I want to work with you one day. Let's do a music video. And then I just like replied and said, yeah, man, you deserve that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know this person, but his photography was amazing. So I'm like, he's good. And then he messaged me like, I'm a huge fan. Let's do a music (laughs) video together. And I'm like, oh, you're in Saskatchewan. Okay, like this is totally possible. So I asked my patrons, can we take off the month of November to pay for this music video? And they were all like stoked. They're like, you're going to share like making the music video? Are you kidding me? So yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the story. That's how it all happened. <laughs> story
0: time with Lindsay concludes. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Really always a sketch. I, I remember you, I, I hearing that you traveled for that music. video. You went all the way to the, pra- to the prairie lands. I, I that, that's what we call it's it. In literally, now.
1: It's like, it's just flat. It is just, it's, it's flat. flat and yellow and snow. And there's the jackrabbits are terrifying at night. Like they look like little hopping demons with their eyes reflecting. (laughs) But they're massive. The rabbits are like huge, like three times the size of my cat. And they're white and fluffy. Like out here on Tara, we have boring little brown bunnies that are pretty much hawk food. You know, there you have it. Yeah. So that was that was it. No, but we went to Chris's place. He is a home studio and we had a wicked weekend just making that video. It was so rad.
0: So the main takeaway is that jackrabbits are great inspiration for album covers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Can you? I would, The way you describe the two, I'm like, oh my god, inspiration time, boom. I,
1: I feel like That's, black metal bands have been missing out this whole time. Yeah, like, where are oh those my demonized? god.
0: <laughs> where are those demon eyes? Yeah. Oh my God. Black metal community. Where? Get your asses in gear.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> They're too busy perfecting their corpse paint. But anyway. They're too
0: busy. <laughs> too busy to like trying to pose in graveyards the entire time. That's all. Yeah. Every when, single one of do them.
1: Do I do one leg up like this on this 90 degree angle? Hold on. Does <laughs> this is best to make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: do these plant do these black pants make my butt look big i don't know <laughs> can you
1: see my cellulite
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh so but yeah you enjoyed making the video then uh when, while you were down there
1: yeah we had a lot of fun it was very fast uh chris is really quick so i'm used to like when i did heartbreaking with cradle filth we flew all the way up to latvia and it was like 20 hour days i remember by the second day on set i was just like I look good, but I don't feel it. Cause like it, it was in inset- It was intense. Um, But with him, it was like, we got full night's sleep. We ate well, we did like seven hour days. He was super quick when it came to the photography portion and then um the like actual filming. But like, we went into it knowing like, we've been discussing it for three months. So like we knew what we were going into. We're like, okay, so this is how we plan the days. And we did it together cause I've been part of big music video production sets. So It was kind of like a boom, boom, boom. And we also went out for dinner. And it was really cool because the last time I was in Saskatchewan was like to fly in for the Junos, landed, found out the Junos were canceled and (sighs) then had to fly back. And that was in Saskatoon. We went to Regina and then we were in this small place called Weyburn. And it was just cool to experience another province. I feel like I've been over the world, but I all over the world. I have really, there's only a few places left to visit. Um and I've never really discovered my own country. So it's kind of nice.
0: <laughs> to be fair like I I have I don't travel through my through my own country anyway. So like it's
1: It's too big. It's too cold. It's too
0: big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially
1: right th- now. <laughs> oh plus I don't
0: think we're alone in that in thinking like, you know, there's some places that don't really need to be visited. Like how many Ontarians have said, "You know what I'm going to do for my summer? I'm going to visit none of it."
1: How does that sound? I hear it's beautiful, but no, I I don't know know anyone who's actually, like, gone to visit, like, unless they were forced to because there was a shortage of workers or, like, they they were a teacher. That literally is the only reason people go there. Bless.
0: They get get banished Soviet Union style to none of it. (laughs) No, that's terrifying. No. Yeah, no, not a chance. <laughs> so, uh, but so as mentioned earlier, yes, the song is part of uh, what you were saying, a collaborate, a uh, bunch of other songs that were released through your Patreon. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and tell me more about like why you started up the Patreon. You mentioned that uh, your uh, assistant at the time
1: begged yeah. you to get on Patreon. Yeah, she, she was kind of mad that I wasn't getting paid for doing what I loved. And she said Patreon's a good way. She's like, you already understand social media. You know how to make content, so to say. Uh, which I don't mind doing, I don't look down on anyone for if they don't want to, or if they do want to do it, it's like, you know, like to each their own. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, I think this is a great way to do this album. Um, it has been my joy, my passion. It's made me a better music producer. It's made me a better singer, a better, uh, like vocal engineer. Um, and it's just so exciting, you know, to share your art with people like being like, Hey guys, here's a new song. And everyone's like stoked. And we did a live lyric writing session uh, last month and it went over so well. I went into that like, Oh shit. I don't know how this is going to go. And then like (laughs) within 10 minutes, everyone's like, I'm having so much fun. I'm learning so much. Wow. I get to be part of writing a song. And it was, it's for the song that's coming out in March. It's there's like a rock version and Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be like a, more of a stripped back version uh ethereal version of it for patreon um and i can't say who just yet but i have a member of evanescence on it and a member of like like the current lineup of evanescence and also a member of elvati but i'm not going to say who yet i'll just tease that today but if you go on my patreon right now you could find out yeah. <laughs> um, <so. laughs> well
0: there you go there's the plug join your patreon people it's- <laughs> so
1: it's it's kind of a big deal it's a theme it's very exciting um I've merged a little bit of folk metal with my regular goth metal sound. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Rocky and I, Rocky gray, original drummer of Evanescence who did the band stuff. He was like, uh, I don't know how we're going to do this, but okay, I'm going to try Bless him. (laughs) And, you know, I got a, I got a really cool lineup on there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean that's song number three and then we move in, like I think we're going to do four songs this year, but uh, I don't remember what the original question was. I just started rambling off and like a oh, random you know what? direction. That's fair. We're learning a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it has been uh, I guess we're talking about the experience. It's just been, I mean, it, it's a great experience, but it keeps me, like there's deadlines, it keeps me motivated, it keeps me inspired. It's really strengthened my, my problem-solving muscle. I find that a lot of the problems happen all up here. But then when you know this with making your EP recently, but then Mm -hmm. when you just get down to working on it, then you realize, oh, well, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, why am I all up in my head? Like one of the songs coming out later this year, I'm like, we could do three versions. And then I demoed it like last week. It came together really fast. And I was like, oh no, it's just this version. Why would we do three (laughs) versions of one song? That's really like, that is just like, like calm down, brain. But it's cool that your brain's <laughs> like this is like all the possibilities. So, anyways, it's been it's been great. It's been one of the best things I've ever done with my music. I have to say,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the three versions thing is just so like that's like. Do you you don't have to answer this, but do you actually have ADHD? Because that seems like. uh
1: I hope not. I don't think so. I think Ouch. I just—I'm I, hurt. <laughs> no, I'm sorry.
2: I understand because I know,
1: I know, I have people who I love who are close to me who's like struggle with ADD, ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just over creative visionary. Um, yeah, and I see that's... all the possibilities.
0: That is that is a trait of ADHD though. It's like the uh, oh, overachiever perfectionist. <laughs> yeah.
1: What you know, oh, crap? <laughs> <laughs> add, add that to the dyslexia and like health problems. <laughs> like, oh no, I don't think. I think it's a beautiful thing because like I've I've had this discussion with a lot of people before when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people who can see the full picture, it kind of goes that's where anxiety comes from. Cause you like create all the possibilities and scenarios and it's really, you just creating conspiracy theories about yourself and your life. And it's like, none of this <sighs> right, has actually yeah. happened, but if you take that gift and you put it towards like project management, which making a song is producing a song is, or mm-hmm. releasing uh, an album is when I put that skill to, to like important things like that are important to me that I want to do well they usually do really well because I see the full picture. I don't. know stone is unturned. I'm a research fanatic. I love, you know, reverse engineering releases. I love, I love producing music. So it's like y- you can find the good things about these little quirks that I guess are God given and make them great. Like make turn them into something positive. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, that took like. 12, 12 years of therapy and self-improvement work, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. There's a little nugget for y'all that, you know, whenever someone watches this, hopefully, you know what I mean.
0: Oh I good, digress. I, can, I, can't <laughs> I can't wait to get my ADHD. I can't wait to get my ADHD in control in like 12 years. That's good to know. <laughs> but oh. no, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, like with ADHD, you can play with fidget toys and not be judged for it. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, yeah, but I, I go back to patreon uh what Ed, let's talk about like in terms of the perks uh, uh, for the for anybody who decides to pledge because obviously you mentioned that songs are the exclusive releases behind the scenes stuff what other perks can be uh they can be seen for patreon supporters
1: um i've started doing like home recordings which are just essentially covers they're usually on harp or piano or both with my voice uh, just covering the classics. I like to take like super heavy songs and strip them down. I'm I'm a very like MTV unplugged fan. Um, <laughs> so I've been doing that. Uh, I've also found more music that I never released. So every month or two, I drop like extra music. Uh, and then there's like a top tier, it's a school crafting tier and they get my demos, which is like, oh man, if you ever want to feel like artistically super naked, Like that, that was it. And I really had to take my time and think about that one, but I started offering it to them because they've been so supportive. And I mean, Mm -hmm. if I could hear the demos of my favorite artists, which now it's crazy. A lot of them are on Patreon and you can, um, it's like, Uh, it's really exciting and they, they like it. They're like, Oh, it's so raw. And like, I'm like, yeah, it's really bad, but thanks. No, but like, (laughs) you know, there's that we do lives, we do hangouts, like the hangout we did this month, we all brought our favorite item in our music collection and talked about it. We had so much fun. Um, We kind of do themes, but yeah, it's a really fun, like creative community. Um, It's growing. We're like 80 people strong all the time. Um, you know, and I hope that we can double it this year. I would love to see more people on there and just have more people on board getting music. And, you know, you get, you get first access to everything going on in my world mm-hmm. and with music. So like, why not? It's going to be a big year.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. And yeah, absolutely. I think Patreon definitely has its benefits for, uh, for supporters, but also for the artist. Uh, in your case, what benefits have you seen since uh, setting up your Patreon? Aside from of course, the monetary gain, but you know
1: <laughs> oh like uh well the all these songs that I wouldn't have been able to like I would have found the time to do them, but I wouldn't have been able to afford to properly produce them. The fact that they're getting done is is just unbelievable, I feel so grateful, um you know, being having a place where I can like drop all these like little home recording covers and all the extra weird music I've made that's like done and produced and can be released. Like having a place for it, just also connecting with my fans, hearing their thoughts. I mean, I'm one of those people where I learn so much from people who think differently than me. And there's quite a few people on there. I mean, all wonderful people, very respectful and kind, but we think differently and they see things that I don't see. And I love having that feedback, and they're all friends, and they all hang out and chat. Like we're all on a Discord together. Um, Yeah. And I love I love hearing what people are doing and what's going on in their lives. But it's really strengthened my fan connection because my fans have always been like the number one most important thing to me. Like I've been offered deals or given some really bad advice. Like at the time, I didn't know if it was good or bad. But I look now, I'm like, that's terrible advice that like would have pulled me away from my fan base and my fan connection. Um, and you know, I'm glad I always listened to my gut when it came to these things. So Patreon just made that a lot stronger.
0: Now, this is a question that um, that I have actually asked before, back when I had uh, Sunfire TV and Thomas Frank 93 on the podcast a couple episodes ago uh, in relation to Twitch and donation buttons. But in terms of Patreon as well, it's a similar kind of thing. How early or late in the career should a music artist or band set up a Patreon or something equivalent, like right when they start up? Or do you think maybe they should hold off a little bit?
1: It's entirely up to the artist. Um, it depends on what they want to do. Um, I know people who have a smaller following. They'll start with, uh, it's like K-O-F-I. I call it K-O-F-I, but it's coffee, apparently. Or it's like, buy me a coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to love dyslexia. It's an asshole. Um, no, that's
0: it's clever, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, they'll, they'll do like the $5 a month pledge. And they'll only put out like one single week. Um, but I think just having that, like there's people out there who want to support you and having that exclusivity to like for people to sign up and get extra things and support you because so many fans understand now like patronage is needed. And Mm -hmm. if they don't want to see their favorite artists go away, like they need to, they need to get on board. Of course, it's all about what they can get to. It's not just, Hey, give me your money. It's like, what's the experience that you're coming on board for? Like you need to see that your money is going towards something worthwhile. So um you know you can start at any time it's entirely up to you um but i think it's consistency um yeah people who are more established they're going to put out a patreon and it's going to do well on opening day i think epica was like 600 their first week i'm really proud of them i'm really happy for them um you know but like if you're you know a small artist if you can get 10 people you know like that's 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 that that says something and then just knowing what to do with the money and when, and having full transparency. Like I always, there's check-ins, and I'm like, hey guys, all the funding's going towards X this month or Y this month, and they they're like, cool, thanks. You know, you, you need to have communication. So it's all about a. Do you want to do it? B. Do you plan to keep consistent? And C. Do you do you know do you want to do it well? Do you want to grow and change things and be part of a community that you know what you want to do, but you have to be open to other people's opinions and says on the direction and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. And also making sure that you actually, you know, you that doing something with the Patreon, not just saying, hey, sponsor my Patreon so that I can, I don't know, sit in my pajamas all day and do literally just watch, just watch Netflix. Like, yeah, that's not
1: good. That's not good. It's that's, not gonna, not, that's, like, how, that's how <laughs> you
0: somehow get negative income. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> you got money coming out of your pocket more than anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have to think about it as like, you know, I'm very, I'm very pro in the sense of it, it, it is work, but it's very fulfilling work. You know what I mean? And And I mean, if you want anything in life, yeah, there's going to be work. You can't just sit around and expect the funds to come in and not like it's an equal exchange. You know what i mean and if you think it doesn't go that way i don't know what world you're come from <laughs> a very spoiled no. one i guess <laughs> i grew
0: up in polish royalty Not no. <laughs> yes. oddly specific i know who cares anyways so we, uh, hey.
1: <laughs> not far we from a, the truth
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've got a couple seconds here uh so uh, while we have you for the last couple seconds what's in the works in the school craft world
1: um well there is the 10 year anniversary of my first EB coming up so Hello! I know I feel old I I you, you make things and then you don't realize there's going to be a 10 year anniversary and a 20 year anniversary dear god um
2: <laughs> so
1: with that uh there's something special coming later this year on Patreon and publicly so i'm very very much looking forward to that um yeah the cold bound albums happening I'm rocking away on patreon releasing songs um there's other stuff i really don't want to talk about yet but it's me mm-hmm. i i wish i could tell you maybe when we're off camera but uh i want to keep it a secret until it's done because yeah i'm always doing something big behind the scenes it's just it's a new journey and i really don't want to screw it up um right. I don't want don't to tell want to the world. It. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, and is not a goddamn NFT, dear <laughs> heckin' God. No. <laughs> Have you get, Have you been asked that a lot? <laughs> no, I haven't, but everyone's like, well, you're doing something big. It must be an NFT. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, you know what an NFT stands for? No fucking time. I have no fucking time for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. No, YouTube,
0: YouTube's trying NFTs right now, and we all so, know how that's going for them. Oh, no one's Lord enjoying that shit.
1: <laughs> I understand, I understand the idea behind it, but at the same time, it's like it's new and it's it has some growing pains to go through for sure. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, and then the Antique Album this year, and um, I can't wait. I probably will. Like, Like, a lot of the music I've done last year is going to come to light this year and i'm so excited about it so yeah it's gonna be a fun year how about you how about you how about you tell the world what you're doing in 2022 tom
0: oh god 2022 be you, you. <laughs> yeah. well then uh well let's see i'll be continuing to work at the radio station i'll be continue- <laughs> i'll be continuing to do youtube and stuff like that Uh, It's going to be it's going to be an interesting year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be a lot more consistent than the previous years. I got to continue working on that, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, in this year continue uh, hosting the show and hopefully uh, speak to you again on the show. It'll be because I had a lot of fun today and uh, I always have fun bringing you on as the honorary co-host.
1: Oh, cheers. (laughs) Thanks for having me, dude. It's always great to see you.
0: (laughs) That was Lindsay Schoolcraft.
1: Stick around. We'll
0: be right back in a minute with some of this week's new releases on the Metal Robot Podcast. From the idiot who tells dick jokes on the internet, comes a musical experience that isn't that. (laughs) Tom McKay tries hard to be cool with his upcoming EP, Call to the Demon Sultan, featuring songs like The Benighted One, (laughs) Faith in the Faceless, and Circus Attractions Gone Sexual. Okay, maybe not that one. Call to the Demon Sultan. Get your copy on February 18th. Have you been on YouTube looking for reviews and thought,
3: Wow, I'm so bored!
0: Then you haven't watched Metal Robot Reviews.
3: I missed the part where I'm no longer bored.
0: Well, take a look. Symbols! I'm gonna offend so many people. i was supposed to review now, wasn't I?
3: Fuck! I don't know what that was, you just played a bunch of clips. And it's all on YouTube. Wait, who was
0: that? Don't ask, (laughs) just subscribe. Search up Metal Robot Reviews on YouTube to find all the latest videos in the metal scene, including metal reviews, reactions, interviews, and the fan-favorite 10-Second Purge. Subscribe now. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. Tom McKay in the Metal Robot Command Center, which is actually just my bedroom that smells like the three B's. Beer, burgers, and (sighs) ugh, B.O. This past week, being the final week of January 2022, was actually fairly quiet in terms of releases, but thankfully I was able to find a couple of albums to talk about. If you have any albums you want me to feature on future episodes of the podcast, send me an email tmckaymckay at themetalrobot.com or reach out on socials Facebook and Twitter at The Metal Robot, Instagram at the.metalrobot. Now, without further ado, let's take a look at what we've got. <coughs> Dying Light is a metal band that formed in 2019 in New Jersey, or as it's more popularly known, New York's Blow Up Doll. This week, their new album Far From Life came out and features 11 songs that combine intense death metal chungus chugathons with vocals ripped from the 90s grunge scene, intended of course to remind you of a time that LSD was still illegal but readily available in the gum under your desk in the classroom.
2: There- little tidbit they never taught you in the theater program. Anyways,
0: the album doesn't take too long to get going. In fact, starting the intensity off early with the cycle and never letting up for a second. By the time you get to cry out, you're realizing that what was just described is the entire album. It doesn't change. Which is fine if that's what you're looking for in this kind of style. And, despite my tone, I can't complain myself. For me, I do enjoy the kind of death metal-inspired instrumentation mixed in with rock radio-friendly vocals that'll give the afternoon jocks a throbbing chode, separate, of course, from Three Days Grace, Five Figure Death Punch, and having a listener tell them that their cum tastes like pineapple. But overall, while its affinity for 80s and 90s music doesn't go away by the closing track, the mix of death metal and grunge becomes a nice change of pace in soundscape where the top metal bands are guys trying to get coupons to their Botox appointment. If you want that rough yet digestible sound on your playlist, then hopefully a cool 13.5 out of 15 will convince you to get this one. Okay, I know I'm cheating a little bit. Nocturna's Daughters of the Night came out last week, not this week. But if I don't talk about this album, I'm going to start shitting enough cement to build a gothic cemetery, because I really need to talk about what is, so far, one of my favorite metal albums of 2022. Not even kidding. Let me explain. You see, as you know, I'm a sucker for symphonic metal, but I've also had a good track record for finding good power metal-type albums these past few months like a well-oiled 80s porn star. But it's hard to find music out there that combines these two, aside from having shitty MIDI samples get tucked into the background like the kid in choir whose pitch was so far off-world it could crack windows on the International Space Station. Hey, what can I say? I was an overachiever then, I'm still the same fuck nugget now. And what makes this album work so well is the two vocalists and their contrasting styles. There's Ren Stillnight, who provides some beautifully composed operatic vocals. It's nothing too forward and not a lot of power in those vocals, but they're graceful and soaring, something you would expect out of a typical symphonic metal voice. And with symphonic metal, you could expect nothing less or else accidentally become a Borgir cover band. But then you also have Grace. Darkling, whose voice, well, to say it's the complete opposite would be an understatement. She's not screaming or anything, but her voice is of the heavy, power metal world. The best way I can describe this sound to you is for you to imagine what would happen if Unleashed the Archers brought in Floor Jansen as a co-vocalist and hired a keyboardist to add that gothic symphonic style. Sounds awesome, right? Well, welcome to my fucking planet! Enjoy your stay in the recesses of my brain where this has been living rent-free for the past week. It won't go away. (laughs) With an album this infectious and diverse, I didn't think it was possible to have this type of sound outside of a Final Fantasy soundtrack. And the entire album is like this, the two vocalists duet with each other so fluidly that it's impossible to say it wasn't intentional instrumentally, the band isn't doing anything too different from most power metal with symphonic backing, so the vocals do become the main attraction in the composition. And that would be fine on its own, but thankfully, the production with the songwriting allows the instruments to do more than just be a cool backing track for metal karaoke night for the only two great singers in the bar full of drunk assholes who know half a word of a Metallica song. Every riff, every beat, and every bass line can be felt throughout the album, not just heard. So in many ways, the band is running on all cylinders and has no intention of letting up the epic climaxing sound that they have created here. So, overall, get it. Just get it. Easy, 15 out of 15. It's too early to call it being on my best of 2022 list, but if this year turns out to be complete dog shit, don't be surprised if these ladies are number one. To be honest, I have no idea what to make of Assassines by Celeste. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind when hitting play was, damn, Def Heaven lost it, haven't they? Like really lost it. They made the mistake of eating the complimentary chocolate at the local Holiday Inn and have gone rabid in their confusion. But then I realized, wait a second, Deaf Heaven are already higher than the ISS on Shoegaze, so that's probably not it. Celeste is a black metal band from France who also had the bright idea of including sludge metal and post hardcore into their sound, which admittedly has me wondering if I accidentally took a holiday in chocolate and am just imagining this whole week was full of unique bands doing different things from the norm. Who knows and who the fuck cares, crank that shit up! Oh yes, in small doses that feels good. Note the small doses though, I'll get to that in a second. Again it's a dying light situation, they blend the style so well that it basically becomes just one hybrid style that brings in the best of both worlds. The only real downside is that it also tends to bring some of the worst qualities of those genres. For example, can anybody tell me what the worst quality of sludge metal is? Anyone? And if you are thinking the pot brownies the size of a J.R.R. Tolkien novel, then you get an F, see me after class. It's actually the pacing and the wonderful ability to blur itself together like pouring chocolate milk onto a pile of elephant dung. And with Assassins, it's no different. The songs run as long as five minutes on average, and they somehow feel longer, as if I'm stuck in line at a McDonald's waiting for the fat guy to finish ordering the entire fucking menu so I can get my order. And side note, to the guy who yelled that from behind me, just know that I was taking so long because I knew you were getting impatient and intentionally ordered everything to piss you off. <laughs> my arteries want to die, but my sausage middle fingers in the air are having the time of their fucking lives. But yeah, the ticket has a point. When something feels too long, it's probably because it is, and this album dragged for much longer than I would have hoped for. I spent the latter half of my listening experience looking at the playhead, waiting for each song to finally reach its untimely and early end. But I also know that kind of stretched out feeling is embedded in that style, so if slow burns are your thing, then you will have a good time with this one. Me, on the other hand, eh, a 10 out of 15 is what I give, just so I can go back to pissing off fast food customers. Don't feel too bad for them though, I used to work in fast food, trust me, those entitled cum goblins deserve every little bit of shit given to them. My review of Alva Blatt's new album, Harmonic Dystopia, goes like this, I'm high, and I'm hard. Anyways, that concludes the review. Stay tuned for. I, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, there's more. Alva Blot, the solo project of Peter Carlson, who you may know from holocoaster, Therian, Snowy Shaw, and more. The dude is a talented multi-instrumentalist through and through, and has had plenty of time to prove himself a competent and eclectic musician in many styles and skill sets. And those really come through on the album *Harmonic Dystopia*. I hit play and was astounded by the amount of musical theater, prog metal, and alternative metal infused together like a Jurassic World lab experiment gone wrong, much like the movie *Jurassic World*. Don't at me. It wasn't until I got to songs like Boston Time and Realm of Broken Hearts that I truly started to get invested in this album. I'm a prog head, and I can't help but to stop everything I'm doing around me and just vibe to the beat, the riffs, the amazing vocals. And I gotta tell you, going through the album created such a weird feeling of amazement and wonder like I'd never experienced before. I was taken to a whole other world of fun and upbeat alt metal that becomes an entirely unique and interesting listen. I was listening through and I was like, holy shit, this album is awesome. He sounds like Miles Kennedy took up acid in between gigs with Alter Bridge and Slash. It's so good. Finding myself towards the end of the journey on Dark Princess, though, was a somber reflection of what I'd went through. I knew the journey had to end at some point. Despite how much enjoyment I was getting out of this and how much my brain's dopamine receptors were firing off like a nine-year-old on Call of Duty, I knew the journey had to end. And after the album ended and the journey came to a close, I realized that gum under the desk gives more headaches when the effects wear off. Fuck you, Dare! of 15! Go get it! And that's it for the reviews. Like I said earlier, send your emails to tmckaymckay at themetalrobot.com or reach out on my socials for any albums you would like covered on the podcast or on the main YouTube show. News of the week coming right up on the Metal Robot Podcast. This week's Metal News Recap is brought to you by MySanity. Everything is so depressing! Why? To stay up to date with the latest in the metal scene, check out TheMetalRobot.com for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. Now, back into the podcast. Presented by TheMetalRobot.com, this is... I was going to start this off by trying to sound professional and saying welcome to the metal robot news station, but the metal robot news station doesn't exist. Like I said, the three B's, beer, burgers, and B.O. Though, to be fair, after the past couple of years, that perfectly describes most news stations. Anyways, here are the top five stories of the week. So this first story is about Spotify and Neil Young. I promise this has an actual purpose on the podcast because the repercussions of this can actually stretch far and wide in this current political climate. I'll keep it brief though. To summarize, Neil Young put out and then took down like a pussy an open letter to Spotify to remove his music from the platform because of the recent slew of vaccine misinformation being shared on the podcast your local frat boy is listening to, the Joe Rogan Experience. The letter, lovingly paraphrased by people who aren't being paid enough to be the bamps they are at Rolling Stone. seriously give him a race basically said they can have rogan or young not both And Spotify saw this and realized that they don't want to start any kind of drama and they don't want to set a bad precedent about their business practices and opened a chain of discussion with Mr. Young about how they can work together to make Spotify a better platform. (laughs) Now I'm just fucking with you. They booted his ass off the platform. Not even kidding. Go on Spotify right now if you aren't already and search for Neil Young. The only thing you'll find is stuff that he was a part of, but stuff that he doesn't explicitly own the rights to, like his performance for Live Aid and his contribution to a movie soundtrack starring the CGI Blue Demon from Aladdin 2019. To be fair, Young isn't alone in thinking Joe Rogan is a problem during pandemic times. At least 270 doctors, physicians, and science educators signed an open letter asking Spotify to cut the shit and stop spreading Rogan's dumbass across the interweaves. Now, there's so much here that needs to be discussed in a future edition of MRP, but while Spotify favoring the client making them the most money isn't surprising, the precedent it sets might cause bigger problems down the line for other streaming platforms that might end up coming across this type of situation. But it also could potentially spring the survival of misinformation in the future if money is involved. But for now, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Next up in music news, the upcoming ghost album, Pura has been getting quite a bit of hype in recent days, with news now coming out that Frederick Awkinson will be featured as a session guitarist for that new album. Now, Frederick is someone you might not have heard of. You know, he's been the longtime guitarist of a small time band known as, oh gosh darn, what is the name of that band again? I always forget names. Oh, Path, that's the name. God, so easy to forget, am I right? The Ghost Mastermind Tobias Forge, a.k.a. Papa Emeritus IV, said so in an interview with the Full Metal Jackie Weekend radio show, where he said
3: this. He's the sort of person who he plays five hours every day. He's so amazingly talented. So he can play circles around anything that I put on tape. He's like, I can play that. He's like, and, and he does it with flair.
0: You see, that right there makes me excited in every sense of the word. I am throbbing excited right now. Opeth is one of my favorite bands and is actually one of my biggest musical influences, if you already couldn't tell by my music. So I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to sound awesome when it actually comes out. And given the words of Axel Rosenberg on the Metal Sucks article about this, I'm not the only one. Quote, lest you still doubt his bona fides, he's also been a live member of Archenemy and Tiamat, There's no reason to believe his work on Impera will be anything less than stellar. You complete me, Axel. You complete me. Impera by Ghost is due out March 11th of this year via Loma Vista Recordings, and the first single, Call Me Little Sunshine, can be heard on most streaming platforms. But speaking of Opeth, Mastodon drummer Ron Daler is in the news. Though if you think he's sessioning on the next Opeth record like musician Hot Potato, I'm here to be the bringer of much sadness as he's actually in the news because he got the Rona. He apparently caught it on the road with Opeth on their co-headlining tour and when he spoke about this on the Art of Rock live stream, he said he started experiencing symptoms the day he came home.
4: So I tested positive and I got pretty sick actually and I was sick for a couple weeks. So I was down and out. I guess the good news of it was that it didn't happen while we were on tour and it happened when i got yep. home so i was like oh i'm sick you know uh, and i had the opportunity to be sick and i didn't have to you know get on stage and and play and stuff
0: i can only imagine the conversation with the missus that night well bron what did you fucking expect you walking hand model now despite this obvious shit fest for himself he did mention a couple of things in that interview about a possible tour with the band while also being more realistic.
4: I mean, we we will announce something soon. You know, um, we're just waiting for it to completely solidify and come all together. And, you know, um, but yeah, there'll be some dates coming up soon. It's been a strange time. So everything is so, uh, you know, nothing's really stable right now. Unfortunately, we kind of thought that, OK, we're back. Everybody's everything's back, right? But it's like, you know, hold your horses, I guess.
0: You know, I gotta say that is a good amount of restraint on his part. I just, you know, wish that Brent Hines had that kind of restraint. Like Seriously, dude, gay ass shit. Come on. Aside from being homophobic, that shit you would say in high school. Grow up. You know what? I haven't done this in a minute. Let's talk about why condoms are important. This relates. Chris Barnes is back in the news. Why? Well, what else? Because he said something dumb on Twitter and backed off like a pussy. Last week, Knotfest hosted a Death Metal Roundtable livestream that featured Trevor Sternod of Black Dahlia Murder, Chase Mason of Gatecreeper, Alex Jones of Undeath, and of course, George heart the Homo Alliance Fisher. I mean, most know him as Corpse Grinder, but it turns out that doesn't track in World of Warcraft. Anyways, the contents of that roundtable don't really matter here, as it doesn't really matter with Chris, I'm too much of an insecure cum goblin for Cannibal Corpse Barnes, as he went to Twitter and wrote, quote, It made me physically ill. I despise what this genre has become. Little did we know, he's mostly salty about not being cool enough to be invited. But when asked to elaborate by Hatebreed vocalist Jimmy Josta by inviting him to come on his podcast, Barnes immediately backed down, saying, quote, No thanks, brother, I have no need to jump on that bandwagon You guys got that. Here's the thing Barnes, when you talk shit on a public forum, your next move isn't to back down when someone challenges you to talk about it further. Shit, I may not agree with you on that, but be a man and stand your ground, you inconsistent twat muffin. Oh, but of course, how can I forget? That would require him to get off his high horse for 2.76 seconds and be a human being. And that, kids, is why condoms are important. And for our final story, let's end on a different note. Meatloaf is dead. Yeah, I know, I didn't think that would work either. Since his sudden passing last Friday, many fans and musicians have posted their own tributes to the epic ballad deity, sharing his music, streaming and buying his music, and posting heartwarming tributes all over social media. One such tribute came from Scott Ian of Anthrax, whose statement rings much more poignant when you remember that the singer was basically family to the Anthrax Shredder as he put a ring on Meatloaf's daughter, Pearl. On his Instagram, he wrote, What I know is that Meat's legacy will live on through his family, Pearl, Amanda, and Level. Their forever love for their father, grandfather, papa meat outweighs the heaviness of their hearts. While the official cause of his death is still unclear, unconfirmed sources claim he was sick with COVID-19 towards the end of his life. Again, this is still unconfirmed though. But regardless, I hope I can extend my condolences to the Ade family, as well as extend gratitude to Mr. Marvin Lee Ade himself for his massive contribution to music. Not just in metal, but with the entire musical landscape. It wouldn't be the same without your touch, and it sure as shit isn't going to be the same as you pass on. This has been our news recap, time to take another break, and then we'll be right back with Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise. For more news, press, and anything else, check out TheMetalRobot.com. This is The Metal Robot Podcast. Ever wanted to take Metal Robot interviews on the go, but had this happen? Dead! I charged this last night! For fuck's sakes! Ah! While we can't solve a bad phone battery, you can take the interviews you love with you wherever on MRP Throwbacks. Be sure to hit save for when you want this on your evening drive to the venue. Do you know the record Teenage Dream by Katy Perry? Oh, God. I want to get whoever produced that record. No, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. MRP Throwbacks. Only on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Looking to stay up to date on all things metal robot? No, not really. What? Why? I don't listen to metal. How are you listening to this podcast? I thought it was Joe Rogan. We're gonna pretend he didn't say that. Follow the show wherever you tread on social media: Facebook and Twitter at the Metal Robot, Instagram at the dot Metal Robot. You can even join the Metal Robot Discord server. We have fun there. Links to all of that and more in the description of this podcast. Follow now. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. Welcome back into the show with Tom McKay on the Metal Robot podcast. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast before speaking with Lindsay Schoolcraft that both Lindsay and Colin Sterling have been on the show so much that they basically become honorary co-hosts at this point, (laughs) which in case you didn't catch that, I didn't say that accidentally. That was intentional. Let's bring back a segment called Music Corner with Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise. Colin joins me over Zoom to talk about what we're listening to And much more, Colin. Thanks for coming back on the show, man. How we doing?
3: Ah! (laughs) My cat just looked at me and went, "The hell, Dad!"
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In case the listeners weren't already awake after like, I think we're about an hour into this podcast now. If they're not awake, they are now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
3: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hello. It is me, your local thrash man from the
0: paradise. Exactly. That paradise being Edmonton. All right. So Colin. (laughs) Yes, my good friend. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to finally talk to you again. It's been way too fucking long. What was the last time we saw each other, man?
3: November. November or oh, December because we recorded two videos that yes. neither of us have uploaded yet.
0: I haven't even started editing that video, I'll be completely okay, honest. I
3: don't feel bad then cuz I haven't either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's been it's been pretty hectic on my end, but yeah, we've uh yeah, we recorded a couple of videos that day. It was not yep. too long after the Luthero concert uh that yeah. we that we attended. That was a good show, man. Holy that shit. That was great. Remember when concerts were allowed? Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> this was like, oh, uh, oh my God. Yeah, this, that was a, not so long ago either. This was a, a socially kind of, dis, a, a pandemic safe, no, uh, safe people, safe kind of concert. It was
3: when everything was looking up and promising. Yeah,
0: yeah. It then was
3: December still, came.
0: Then December came
3: and everything went wrong. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that concert was fun because we still had to wear masks of course, but holy shit to actually go to a live concert again and be with the people who enjoy it and feel the music coming at you rather than just going into your ears. Holy shit.
3: I felt so pretty that night. I felt so so
0: sexy. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. But yeah, it was I still remember that show because it wasn't just Luthero either. Uh that show was opened by uh shot down twice. That was the first time seeing them actually do uh their hard rock stuff. Yes. Uh because they were because the last time I saw them before that was they were it was an acoustic show. It was your acoustic show actually.
3: Yes. Thank God they were willing to do the acoustic show. <laughs> Let's be realistic. That was a
0: miracle. Yeah. And then I saw, and then we saw them um, like, oh, fucking let loose shit. And that was a power. They put on a hell of a presence that night.
3: Um, There was also Duskwalker that was there as well. Uh, My opinion stole the show. Duskwalker stole the show because everyone was like, who are these guys? And then went, yeah. Dude, I was telling you and the vocalist afterwards that, dude,
0: the vocalist of Duskwalker is like a fucking battle general. He commanded yep. that cr- the, the respect of that crowd. He commanded it like it yes. like we were his bitch. That was amazing. I was not expecting that. I bought a yep. CD and one of their shirts that night. Nice. Like that
3: was the first time I was hearing them. Buddy, too. That album was so good. It finished number two in 2019 for my end of the year awards. And It came out like, um, like in November, near the end Mm -hmm. of the month of November and it finished number two. It was that good. And this guy's in another band. Yeah. He's also a
0: radio host too. And I've heard his voice. I'm like, Oh dear God. Like I'm listening to his voice and I'm like, how is your voice still intact when you do the afternoon drive? That is insane. He has a lot of practice. He has a lot of practice. It's the only way to do
3: it. (laughs) Yep, oh, that's God. the only way to explain it.
0: Yeah, and of course, APOC was on that night as well, and they
3: were they were as well fantastic. My good friends in APOC, they are always stellar. And here's a funny thing. Here's a b- funny behind the scenes. So I was, th- I was selling merch for them. That's not the big thing. So they opened up the show like they usually do with their song Plummet, which is off of their demo and Apocalypse, their EP turning 10 this year. Or next year, one of the two. Anyway, so <laughs> one of the two. So one of the two. I'm I'm listening to it, and it's like something's off. Something is completely off with the song. I talk to the drummer, Greg, and I go, "Greg, the song sounded really slow." And he looks at me. and He goes, "I'm glad I'm not the only one that felt that it it was slower than usual." Really, was that intentional, yes. or was that just a? Well, they're older now. True. And new members and everything, so you know, th- it's, it kind of changed. Okay. That is fair. That's fair.
0: I mean, that's if I, if I remember correct, if I'm remembering that song correctly, yeah, it's understandable why that would be much slower, too, because that was a fucking intense song.
3: Yes. And true and true. No, I recommend buying the Apocalypse album because
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's the only place in the world, like the physical copy, it's the only place in a world that you can listen to Apox' rendition of Crystal Mountain by
0: Death. Ooh, you heard it here, yes. folks. Go pick it up. Holy shit, that sounds awesome! Oh it my is. god. Aside from that, Colin, uh, what have you been up to? Like, what, what what's been uh, happening in your world?
3: It's been happening in my world besides having three-hour conversations with a girl in the comic store. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually, yeah, we were talking about this
0: uh, yeah. along with a couple things. While we were setting things up for the podcast and I'll let you tell the story. Cause this is fascinating okay. to
3: me. Okay. So I'm a comic book guy. I still read the comic books. Um, I collect a lot. I buy a lot. I spend a lot of money because I read them and reading is great. And this is what kills me. artographic novels. I have <laughs> oh, like, shit. I have like 30 that I haven't read yet, but I still buy them. I don't know why. So you allow me to give, you give me a second. So I went to this place, it's called Conspiracy Comic, and in Hamilton, we have two locations. The one in Limeridge, which is awful, like it's just a horrible store, mm-hmm. but the one in Eastgate is a hell of a lot better. It's more for the graphic novels and comic books that I enjoy. Right. It's not just a clutter of everything. The Limeridge one is just a clutter of everything. So, I'm there, yeah. and there's this girl. I'll be honest, Ah, uh, she was cute. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kept going back to the Eastgate one. Yeah. And one day, I just go, you know what? I would love a recommendation. And she recommended this. Venus in the Ooh. Blind Spot. It is like a manga kind of thing. See? Oh, manga, yeah. It's got that,
0: kind of, it's got that manga but style. It's
3: so messed up. It's amazing. Like, let me just read you. The, the, the book you start off with is Billions Alone. And it's about a you're going to love this. It is about a group that's trying to, you know, it's a cult that gets people involved in all that and the yada. yada. Mm. Anyways, so they end up killing group mass groups of people and they're not found till days led, later, sewn to each other. Oh, gnarly. Yes. Gnarly indeed. Let me see if I can find that's oh. it right there.
0: Oh, podcast listeners, I wish you could see what I'm seeing right now, because that is a gnarly image, and it's not even in color, and that's how it's yes. still fucking...
3: Oh, my God. And that's the first story in this <laughs> That's book. the first story. The first story. No, other ones include The Human Chair, An Unearthly Love, Venus in the Blind Spot, The Licking mm-hmm. Woman, uh, How Love Came to Professor Kyoja, the enigma of a market fault, a sad tale of principal post and keepsake. A lot of it's messed up. There's a story in yeah. the middle that I hate because it's normal.
0: <laughs> the only normal stories is just like, this is
3: boring. Let's bring back yes. pe- sewing people together. That's what's fun. Yes. Let's bring back the more messed up stuff. Yeah. Be the stuff. So anyways, I read it within a week and I went back to see her to say, thank you for the recommendation. So I'm getting to this point, you know, I I do the awkward slowly talk like I was here maybe a week or two ago and you recommended it. And she goes, yeah, yes, yes, I remember you. And then I look down and I see your shirt and I have the shirt with me. It's not her shirt. It's not her shirt. Okay. Let me just explain that. Let's also be clear. He was looking, in fact, at the shirt and not anything else in particular. Yes, that is honestly the truth. So I'm looking at her shirt and I can't stop staring at it. And she goes, is everything okay? And I can't find a shirt right now, which is upsetting me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to give up. (laughs) Or am I?
0: What was the shirt? What was the, what was the band on the shirt?
3: Okay. The band is unbowed. They're, they're an independent band from Guelph, Ontario. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not a whole lot of people have heard of them, but I've interviewed them once and they were, They were the first interview that was over a thousand views for me. Right. And she's wearing their shirt. And she was wearing their shirt. And I go, I have the same shirt. And she goes, no, you don't. Yes, I do. And she goes, no way. That is crazy. Yeah. I can't find it at the moment. But anyways, I tell her this and we ended up, that ended up sparking a three hour conversation. Shit, Man, That's, right.
0: I'm jealous of, that you're getting some human interaction. I've been holed up right <laughs> in, in what I call the dungeon uh, yeah. <laughs> for God knows how long. And the only interaction I've had thus far is through like a couple of my Facebook groups, but also with my coworkers and you. Go into a comic book store, run into run into what you described as a cute girl wearing Well, a, she was the employee there. She was the employee, a cute girl who was the employee at the comic book store, yeah. wearing an unbound shirt, and you talked for three hours. Yep. <laughs> about everything. And it was amazing. Oh my God. And I made a new friend. You made a new friend. And what yes. was, and tell me, Colin, what was the uh the what did you learn pretty quickly about this woman that you realized? I think you mentioned it was like she's uh, she's taken. She,
3: yeah, dude.
0: that's. like It's like,
3: eh, who cares? I could
0: use a new friend. True. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Because you know, I'm thinking, I'm listening to you tell me the story off the air here, and I'm like, did you at least get her number? And it's like, you know what?
3: And I was like, you know what? Like, at this point, I don't care about the number. It's just like, I'm enjoying this conversation with another human being who has, mm-hmm. sim- who has a similar view of the world as I do. So Oh, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll take it. And you know, she didn't kick me out. Like That's she wasn't good. annoyed with me at all. So, I just we just kept talking. And she's like, "I'm sorry if I went on too long." It's like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, you have nothing to be apologetic. Apologize for. "I'm sorry if I was distracting you from work." She goes, "No, it's okay." <laughs> and it's like she invited me to come back again. So it's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yes. Holy shit, man.
3: We should really talk about the real reason why I'm here. And that's to talk about music.
0: Yes. Music Corner with Colin Sterling. So,
3: Colin, what have you been listening to as of late? What I have been listening to, I'll be honest with you, nothing new. Nothing new? Nothing new. But I've been listening to, you know what I've been listening to a whole lot? Power metal. Mm-hmm. A lot of old power metal, and I'm not just talking about like, you know, he- Halloween. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, I've been listening to a lot of Hammerfall. Oh yes, and uh, Rap City, not Rap City of Fire. Rap City, dude, that's Rhapsody. awesome. Yeah, that's like, a- I've been in the power metal mood of late, mm-hmm. and it's like you know what? There's no, there's no stopping it. I can't not listen to the power metal it's been great um some of the albums i've been listening to for the listeners at home that i recommend i do personally recommend these because they are phenomenal power metal albums if i can find them which is to keep up. Uh, here we go power of the Dragon Flame by rap city the symphony of the enchanted lands two <laughs> by rap city Rain of a Thousand Flames by Rhapsody. More specifically, The Wizard's Last Rhymes or Rhymes. The, these are the most Rhapsody album titles I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, obviously. It's Rhapsody. <laughs> of course, What it's do you Rhapsody. expect? Exactly. Of course, my favorite Christmas album of all time, uh, Majesty's A Christmas Carol, which is the metal version of Christmas Carol, Dude. done by Swedish guys.
0: It's really good, send that to me. I got it because I'm compiling uh Christmas metal music for
3: like a for a list up for later for later this year. oh my God, yeah, I will send that to you because buddy here here's how good it is It's so good that I had to put the entire album on my radio show for christmas for the Christmas special because Dude. you can't. On not include a single song. Of course not. No, like that's fuck. Yep. <laughs> on Christmas Everyone's got- favorite controversial, um, power metal band, Glory Hammer with Space Wizard-, Wizard 1992, Rise of the Chaos Wizards. Because, <laughs> of course, a lot of the great bands that you love are controversial now. Of course. Um, this one is a great one. They're, they're from Japan. Galnarius. Angel of Salvation. I don't think I've heard of them before. Are that what? You said they're power metal, yes? Or am I just they're they're power metal. They're not just power metal. They're oh. amazing power metal. Oh. I what? will that's a die, I will die by everything if you don't listen to Angel of Salvation by Oh because it's so good. Um been listening remember, to
0: like, old. Did I have because I'm realizing now I've, I saw the name on your phone. I'm like, wait, have I heard of these guys before? I wonder. Maybe. I'd have to look back because I think I may have reviewed maybe that album on the 10 second purchase. at some point. I have to look back and double check because I don't the,
3: remember down there. This album is from 2012. So that I probably I f- did it,
0: <laughs> but maybe you
3: did a different one. Maybe did out,
0: Yeah. Did they put out, did they put out anything I in forget. 2021? Uh, uh, they
3: did a song, I think.
0: Okay, um, okay.
3: This one's personally one of my favorite power metal albums of all time. Uh, Freedom Call Eternity. It is truly one of the best power metal albums you'll get. They are a German band. They know what they're doing. It's truly great. Yes, all their albums sound uh, realistically the same, but who cares at mm-hmm. this point? It's just it's good power metal. When yeah, it's good I mean, power metal... You got to give King the listeners Hammer what they're asking for, right? Yeah. Hammerfall. I've been listening to just a bunch of it, like a bunch of Hammerfall mm-hmm. albums in particular that I've been listening to. If my phone will work with me, I believe Legacy of the Legacy of Kings. Um, pretty sure Threshold and Glory to the Brave. Those are some. Maybe one Crimson Night I've been listening to, but mm-hmm. I forget. But no, and then. Personally, my all-time favorite power metal band of all time, Stradivarius. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Stradivarius. Um, In particular, I've been listening to, was it Elysium? Which turned, I think, yeah, it turned 10 years old last year. So that's a big deal. That's a great album. And then Episode, which is like from 96, but it's such a good album that you have to listen to it at least once. If you're a true if you're a power metal guy or mm-hmm. girl or unidentified, it is the the best power metal album you're going to get from Finland. Right.
0: Cool. Yes. And uh to all the metal robot listeners right now, you can actually find all of these recommendations down in the description below. You can find them on their Most of these, most of not all of these have band camp, Yes. <laughs> if not, you'll find them probably on Spotify, now
3: on Spotify and YouTube. They're popular enough that you can find them on the, there the, the Big but source. I, Do you I need know, me to send I, you a list?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I will. I will pick it out when I'm, when I'm editing this, cause that's my job, but don't worry. I'll, it's all good. I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them a shout. I'll give them a, well, not a shout. I'll give them a look up. I'll, uh, I'll find the links and I'll, make sure they're in the uh, podcast description before this, this podcast airs on Saturday. Um,
3: Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sending the, uh, the Christmas Carol album to you right now from Spotify. Yes. Yes. Do that. I, I'm sending you the extended edition. Woo! Screw the original. The extended edition is the way, <laughs> way to go. Oh okay. My God. Tom, what have you been listening to?
0: Well, since you were bringing up a Christmas album, I got to say uh, Twisted Sister did an amazing Christmas album <laughs> legit legit during Christmas time. Because uh, for those who don't know, outside of the metal robot stuff and all my vo- my freelance voiceover stuff, I work at a radio station, 900 CHML in Hamilton. And uh, on during the Christmas season, uh, we had a, uh, a live show a live event coming out of Lime Ridge. I forget the name of the show already, but uh but uh, one of the hosts Rick Zamperin, was there, and one of my coworkers will when he came in that afternoon he said, yo when you get a second on your way in, play look up deck the halls no it's a deck the Hall. no no come all ye faithful Yes, by Twisted sister and I was that, like hold on the s- they did they did that is that actually what? in the system and I was and he was like, yeah so I looked it up and I played it on the way in and all I hear is like through the intercom, Rick just coming back like, we'll told you to play that, didn't he? Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> and I heard that I was like, this is actually really good. And that's where I got the idea to do a uh, Christmas video. Aside from that, it's mostly been listening to stuff uh, on my own. Like I've been listening to uh, the, the 2021 album from Luthero because that I, I legit I on my phone, I made sure to download the album to make sure that it's actually like on that. I can listen to it without connection to the internet or data yeah. because I love I, that album is so good. It's right? really good. Holy shit. And here's the thing with Luthero. I even told them this, like with the album the EP before that wings of agony, I <laughs> That I even told them, like, I just thought this that you guys were okay, but you were more of like an agonist cover band than anything else. <laughs> I legit, yeah, I legit told I I legit told uh Krista and Victor that when I interviewed them for the show. And it yeah, of course, same reaction that you had there. Uh but it but no, with with Heathe, this was a fantastic album. I was like, holy shit, did I like did I miss something here? What happened between Wings of Agony and e rife It was so good. A lot like, of drinking. A, lot of, a drinking lot of drinking happened. A lot of drinking. See, lesson learned, kids. You want to make good music, drink a shit <laughs> Become
3: the alcoholic stepfather. Yes. Yes, be like famous Montreal band, alcohol later, and make yes. an album. Exactly. That's... <laughs> Oh, uh, I hope I
0: hope there are no kids listening to this. <laughs>
3: Wish that was a joke, but it's not because there's an actual damn from Quebec called alcohol later.
0: <laughs> I'll be sure to look them back up afterwards. I'll play a clip on the podcast here just so you can hear what they're like. <laughs> Aside from that, like, yeah, of uh, Luthero, of course, I've been listening to uh, Trivium, uh, the latest album in the Court of the Dragon. So fucking good. If you love really. Yeah. If you love Trivium and you love Dragon Metal Trivium, go get the album in the court of the Dragon.
3: I thought Dragon Force was Dragon Metal. Yes. Yes, they are. But also Trivium. So, OK, <laughs> but seriously, oh, yeah, no, that's that- right. I hate I hate Dragon Force. So why am I going to listen to <laughs> yeah. that? You know why I, I don't like Dragon Force? I think this is, is, is the, the same reason as a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. They mess up live all the time. Because they're too damn fast in recordings. Yeah, like what I'll I'll give you guys a peek
0: behind the curtain when it comes to recording albums and recording guitars, especially uh, because I have I've recently got the experience for my new EP is that nine times out of 10 guitar recording, especially in modern day, is usually multiple different takes spliced together. And sometimes and sometimes if you're really, really cheeky, sped up slightly to have that extra effect. It doesn't happen a lot, thankfully, in modern music, but there is a lot of that instance where, because the technology is available, you're going to end up, you know, making sure that you have the best versions of your takes set up and to make sure that, especially in modern music, it's time aligned. Now, there's a whole discussion of whether or not people should be doing that, and I don't think we are equipped to get into that here. But at the end of the day, it's still one of the things where it's like, that's something that, yeah, Dragon Force, you can tell they do. Like, if you listen to their their produced albums and then you see them live, you know, that's what's happening. You know exactly what's happening behind the scenes, even if you don't know the minutia of how studio recordings work. You know, that's what's happening in the behind the scenes.
3: Let's be realistic. Besides through fire and flames. We don't know any other song. Uh,
0: I, had the, I had the displeasure of listening to the 2019 album. <laughs>
3: yes, heavy. Oh, it was extreme power metal, right? Yeah, I, I, I remember what my
0: review of it in the 10 Second Purge was just laughing. That's all my <laughs> review was.
3: I, I never listened to it, but I know one thing and one thing only. They have the greatest cover of all time. That is a great cover, but at the same time, I you can it's play. It's the only like, good thing so off dumb. of that album.
0: Yes, yes, I okay, can for,
3: for those wondering, they covered "My Heart Will Go On," oh the my Titanic god, yeah. song. I forgot
0: about that. Oh my <laughs> god! What cover did you think I was talking about? No, I just for, the album cover. The, <laughs> oh! I was like, that's a, actually not. I I can't disagree with on that one. That's a pretty. It's very it's very eclectic album cover. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's such a crappy album cover. The only good thing was covering Celine <laughs> Dion. And literally,
0: you know what? You know, you know what that album cover really is, is basically like it's what pop punk album covers do, where they just take like the pictures and they like do a little snip, snip, snip around them, like little scissor tracing. And then they just glue it on their fucking like
3: uh, emo journal just to make <laughs> <laughs> See, only that this album, is in bright neon <laughs> that album cover was designed by a uh, <laughs> a 12 year old Herman Lee Yeah, trying <laughs> trying to become famous like this would be a sick album cover and then the day came and it's like yo you ever played Gears of War and like futuristic dragon games no <laughs> we're making that the album cover it was designed by the same guy who made uh,
0: Muse's last album cover what Oh, it was the 80s Muse uh, version, like the 80s version of Muse. Did you hear that one at all? The Cure Muse. Yeah.
3: The, you, the, the, the trio from England.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love okay. Muse. <laughs> <laughs> we both just looked dead eye at each other. Like, are we talking about the same thing? Same here? Muse? <laughs> Wait, yeah. which album cover are we talking about? Oh, God, I forgot the album name, but this was actually pretty recently. I don't know if it's oh. the last album they did. But it was like, it was during their 80s Cent wave phase. I'd have oh, to. Oh, okay. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I, I know said, which one yeah, you're talking about. So, long story short, the, the person who designed the Dragon Force album cover
3: is the same guy.
0: From, I'm searching it. Actually, I'm searching Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but I'm willing to believe it's true just because. Oh, simulation theory. Yes, that's the one. That's the
3: one. Oh, my it's, God. Am I, so right much am I now? right or am I right? Yeah, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, they have a new song. Oh, do they I'll, I'll have to check it won't, out afterwards. What's it called? Won't Stand Down.
0: Won't Stand Down. OK, won't stand down by Muse. I'll have to look that up afterwards. See, because I, I will love, have to
3: look that up, too.
0: Yeah, they're not a metal band, but holy shit. Muse is a great fucking if you're into anything kind of eclectic or just hard rocking. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Muse, get into them. If you haven't this already. Is my- This is my personal opinion, but if there was a band to convert to metal out of all rock bands, Muse would be the the most successful one.
0: Oh, hands down. Yes, I agree. One hundred and ten percent Above that
3: solution on its own could be an amazing symphonic metal album. Think about it. Yes. Think about it. It could. I'll be honest. After Butterflies and Hurricanes, I forget the rest of the album, but the Mm -hmm. first ten songs are amazing. Okay, that's enough, Abs- Don't play with my charges.
0: Yes. But speaking of Symphonic, because you were speaking of Symphonic, there is a band that there's a pussycat in the camera, in case you can't tell.
3: Yeah. <laughs> my kitty cat Chico. Hi baby. Chico. My Chico's Kida. adorable.
0: Oh she my god. Is. I miss I miss my cats because I I, I as some of you may know I, I've moved out of home, but my cats, Cody and Nacho, they're still back at my parents' house and they're still so adorable. Um, those are such random cat names. We've had codes. I get but Cody? Cody, we got oh my god, years ago. Cody is our oldest cat. I forget how old he is, but we got him when I was much, much younger. And I think most of us were still like uh fans of uh, the the sweet Life series, like sweet Life of Zach oh, and Zach Cody. And sweet- okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, That makes this sense. Was, that makes sense, like, sense So we were like very young back then. I don't remember because Cody's an old cat, but Nacho was named by my little brother, and he mm-hmm. Nacho was the only standout because every other animal in our house has a normal name. Like there's
3: <laughs> like oh they all have they've all had
0: human names. Yeah, so there's Cody of course, there's my there's our dogs uh Toby there's Mandy
3: uh <laughs> I wonder why that dog was named Toby. Let's ask Spider-Man. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Uh but anyway, so going back to what we talked about, you, you cuz you mentioned that Muse would be a great what if they went symphonic metal? Oh, that would be great. But there's oh, yeah. actually a symphonic Ish metal band, and you also talk about power metal. It's a mixture of the two. We talked about it earlier in this podcast, but Nocturna is uh, they're a newer. Yes. Have you heard Nocturna yet? You keep talking about them. I not. They're the French band, right? We're talking about different bands here. <laughs> no, that's Akivell. I think you're thinking Akivell. No, okay. Nocturna. They're they're more of a newer band. They have two lead vocalists, uh, and they just came out with an album last week, uh, "Daughters of the Night." And it's a really good one. Like you were talking about, uh, your you're on a power metal binge. Look them up; they have the best qualities of power metal, but they also have the best qualities of symphonic metal. It's a perfect marriage between the two. And the two, uh, the, the two vocalists at the front. Uh, I gotta pull up their names real quick because I almost forgot who they were. Uh, Grace Darkling and yeah, Ren Still Knight. The two vocalists are fantastic. A perfect blend. Like Ren Still Knight has the Symphonic metal
3: vocals, the typical symphonic metal oh. vocals. And Grace. I just found the song. Found the album now. Added there you it. Go. Where yeah, are they yeah. from, Nocturna?
0: They're um, it's hard to tell exactly where they're from. All I know is that I'd have to look to look it up afterwards, but <laughs> what
3: I just typed in daughters to find the album. Here's a band. Here's a band I never thought I'd discover. You ready? Uh, what what is it? shark infested daughters
0: <laughs> what the fuck shark infested daughters what the what what uh, what do you know what these... you just discovered them now but
3: uh what have you been able to find about them you want you want me to facebook them yeah I'll, please I'll, I'll facebook yes. them Send I'm go-
0: them to me. I gotta. I gotta hear this shit. This shit after the podcast is over.
3: Uh, trying to find Shark Invested daughters. Not working.
0: Okay. No worries. So we we can we can take a look at that after the show. But um, aside from Nocturna, yeah, Nocturna, great one. We talked about it early in the show. Uh, so far, that album. It's too early to tell, but I hope to God it still remains at least on the best of the year list by the time this year is over because it's so good. Uh, like I said, the marriage of symphonic and power metal is. Exquisite. If you haven't heard it, go check it out, people. But the
4: other
0: thing i been listening: the album is tight. Basically, yeah. Like it's it's really it's hard to describe really without listening to it. But you gotta check it out if you haven't done so already. Um, aside from that, I checked out uh, the first single from uh, uh, Ibaraki. Ibaraki. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's uh, Matt Heafy's solo black metal thing. Matt Heafy has a solo black metal thing. Yeah, Matt Heafy from Trivium. He did this. Uh, like he did. Uh, he put out. He has a black metal project that he's just putting out now. Uh, the first single that came out. I'd have to pull up the actual single, but it's a uh, Tamashi no Hukai. I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, but it's the first one up, and holy shit! It's definitely a Trivium style type of song, but it's I think blackened version of Trivium. If Trivium grew up in Norway, basically. Hmm. It's really good. It's really good. I was surprised that, tr- that uh, Matt Heafy's voice and songwriting styles work so well in the blackened style. I was honestly shocked by that. It actually kind of
3: works. Okay, I can't find much on Shark Infested Daughters. <laughs> so, like I try. I searched them up on Facebook and Instagram. Nothing's coming up. Time to try what? YouTube. Shark That's interesting. Infested Daughters. Daughters. Second thing that came up. Oh look, hey! they have songs. There you go. <laughs> I can't tell if they're a metalcore band or a rap group. No idea, but we can take a look after. Is that them. a bad thing or? A g- oh oh, here we go. Got a description from YouTube. They are a metalcore band from Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Because <laughs> yes, that name immediately spits out Calgary, Alberta.
0: Yeah, that immediately screams out Alberta, the West Coast, absolutely.
3: Yes, where there's nothing but hot and cold. Exactly. Okay, Um, time to see the big tests. Dark infested. Yep, they're on Bandcamp! They are on Bandcamp, yay! (laughs) And you can buy physical copies of songs. Holy shit. That's amazing. Now I found their Facebook. (laughs) And it's making me log in to Facebook. That is amazing. Get okay, I'm sorry, Tom. I keep interrupting you. Please go on. That's okay. That's okay. Because
0: uh, <laughs> shark infested daughters, that's the best name I've ever fucking heard this entire podcast. Um, aside from that, uh, the other thing I've been listening to that recently that I'm going to cover on the next episode of the 10 second purge, Humanity's Last Breath. They are a deathcore band, and I am in shock. And dismay that I have not heard this album until now, because this album came out. Eh, do you want to know when this album came out? Yes, I'm very curious. February 2021. I really? am only hearing about this now. And you want to know why I'm hearing about it? Why? I'm hearing about it because I, I follow Crash Thompson on YouTube, who, if you don't know who he is, he is a music critic uh, who formerly was the rock critic. He put Humanity's Last Breath uh, latest album I forget how to pronounce it, but uh, Vald uh, on his best of the year list. And when I listened to it, the stank face was real. I immediately, oh, what is this? And uh, immediately I looked it up and looked at the release date. I was like, how did nobody tell me that this album existed? Because no one wanted you to know. It's it's one of those hidden gems to me, because like, I'm sure it's not that hidden. I mean, it was being covered on Crash's show, but it was one of those hidden gems that I've never heard of. and I. I'm only hearing about it now. And I'm like, how did nobody recommend this? Like I even made a joke that I've, the script uh, almost written for this, sh- for the episode. And yes. the joke I already have written is how did nobody told, tell me, I understand that not everyone will tell me anything, but still
3: I'm hurt. What the hell? You're I'm hurt. I hurt, hurt. you. I will hurt them. <laughs> Best friend goals. Best friend goals.
0: <laughs> did, did you just hurt yourself from punching your knuckles?
3: Knuckle to knuckle, bro.
0: Knuckle to knuckle, man. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) Don't let knuckles know from Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) All right. So, Colin,
0: uh, thank you so much for coming back to New Music Corner. Do you have any other recommendations that uh, you would like to recommend before we uh, sign off here?
3: Yes. Yes. This is flipping the script from everything because we keep talking about bands that passed us. This is a French band, a Quebec band. They are so good. If you love black metal, like pure Norwegian black metal, like wow. let's kill someone, take a picture of their corpse and use it as our album cover mayhem. Oh, you're about to get me to act up here, man. <laughs> oh. Who is it? And with and with a hint of, uh, what's it? Was it? Oh, um, drinking violin. I am hard. Go. <laughs> I am hard. Go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, now I can't find it. Oh no! <laughs> Come oh, on! Found it! Found it! Found it! <laughs> yes! What is it? <laughs> Spell <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is fortresses. fortresses, uh, metal noir québécoise.
0: That is a blurry French name. Okay, I will <laughs> try to look at Yeah, let me see, let me see. Okay. I love how yeah. the album cover looks like it belongs to like like one of those like modern day violinists yes. who was like, I'm putting out a violin solo album, but then no, you this is, play. And it's-,
3: it's six tracks and it's 50 minutes and it's time that you will enjoy. It's so good. Such an amazing
0: black metal album. Jesus, that sounds, oh my God, you're getting me to act up right now. Oh,
3: <laughs> you asked to- me to bring that ca- ca- cathartic energy.
0: Oh my god, I feel like I want to I feel like I want to press my cheeks into the album (laughs) Not over zoom (laughs) Not over zoom, god Give me 20 Uh,
3: minutes (laughs) Give me 20 minutes (laughs) I'll be down there (laughs) Jesus God, if me and Lindsay are the most featured Shit, I wonder how calm Lindsay's parts are (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and geez, aside from that, Colin, yes, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Anything in the works for Thrasher's Paradise or anything equivalent?
3: Well, when I finally decide to get off my lazy ass and upload a new video, it's going to be War Call from Montreal. They're a great band with an EPL called War Call, I think, something part two. Mm-hmm. I forget. Listen, I've been off the ball with Thrasher's. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm gonna get stuff rolling again. I just need I just need a motivation. Um got the radio show happening now on indie one oh one five. Cause we yeah. changed stations now. Yeah, it used IDs. to be the,
0: it's the same station, but it's 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 the same place you can find it on the FM station, but it's the different name now. It used to be the hot. Yes. Yes,
3: yeah. now it's one oh one five. You don't do the point anymore.
0: Mm, so shame. it's
3: 1015 or it's indie 1015. It's no longer 101 101.5 the hawk. <laughs> those were those were the days. days yes. Oh god. I remember
0: being on that station too back when I was in college. It was a good time. And then the pandemic
3: happened. I never went back. <laughs> yeah. And now look, they changed your name. They changed the name. Yeah. Well, when does that show air though? When it does it airs air on, on- every Tuesday night from 9 30 to midnight Eastern Standard Time? You can find it on the TuneIn app or at I guess now indie 1015ca ca or maybe com. I don't know yet. I'm gonna have will, to. We'll both search it and figure it yeah. out because I should update my social media's links too. Or maybe True, I should yeah. just make. I should make one of those like all link pages where you just put so, yeah, all the links yeah, like a, in a, a link tree. Yeah, you want this a link want, tree that would yeah, be yeah. great. Um, until then, um. Keep on thrashing, everyone. Hope you have a great time. Stay safe. And well, yeah, look forward to Tom guest starring on the radio show in the near future. I can't wait. Neither can I, because we're going to have one heptic radio show. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tom, I got to go. The cat's pissed. See you later, buddy. All right. Peace, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise on the Metal Robot Podcast. You just listened to MRP, The Metal Robot Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Metal Robot Podcast. You can follow the show on the internet, YouTube, Metal Robot Reviews, Facebook and Twitter at The Metal Robot, Instagram at the Robot. You can also check out everything Metal Robot on the themetalrobot.com for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. I'm Tom McKay. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and I'll see you in the mosh pit next time. Have a good night.